Hey guys, Alexa here. I have my awesome husband Ryan here with me today. Hey! <laughs> He's very excited. So today I'm going to be telling him the story of Jeffrey Hood and Molly LaRue. So everybody, you know, always says after somebody dies, they were great people, this and that, you know, everybody, how every story starts. Well, these people actually were. So Jeffrey was 26 and Molly was 25. They worked as social workers at a church and they helped children like overcome their troubled past and trauma, like with outdoor wilderness therapy. So they would take them on like hikes, trails. They were notified that they were going to be let go. So they decided that they were going to spend their entire life savings and just hike the entire Appalachian Trail when they decided, like, while they decided what they're going to do with their life. So they started their six-month journey on June 4th, 1990, and they started in Maine. Apparently, only one in ten people choose to start in Maine. Mostly, they decide to start in Georgia and hike up to Maine. Just a fun fact. Has nothing to do with it, except it's a fun fact. <laughs> no good reason why they would start. Yeah. In Maine versus here. Correct. So it was very common for hikers on the trail to communicating trail logs and stuff like that kind of along the way to warn, uh, you know, upcoming hikers of dangers like, oh, I saw a bear. I did this. Da, da, da. You know, this was a really strenuous part of the hike and it was a very tight knit community. So just books on the trail? Yeah. <laughs> like, like in shelters and like little pit stops, you know, like along the way. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, apparently. Sounds like something in a video game. <laughs> yeah, uh, that you just read out of. Yeah. Yeah, to give you clues. So it was a very tight-knit community because, you know, I would assume that at any given time on the Appalachian Trail, there's not like a ton of people like hiking the entire thing. Everybody kind of knows everybody who's along for the ride at that time. So they started their journey on June 4th, and then on September 13th, they made it to Duncannon, Pennsylvania, and they stayed the night in the Thelma Marks shelter, which is on the top of Cove Mountain. The next day, they planned on, like, like they had plans for the next day to, like, meet up with their family. It was, like, the halfway point and, uh, like, to kind of celebrate that they were halfway done with their journey. And when they talked to their parents that night, they kind of hinted at, like, you know, we have some big news or something to share. It was speculated that they were going to announce an engagement. But unfortunately, they never got to meet up with their parents because that night they were killed by a drifter. So Jeff was shot once in the head, once in the back, and once in the abdomen. After shooting Jeff, Molly was tied up with her hands bound behind her back and a rope around her neck. She was raped and then stabbed and slashed eight times in the neck throat and back and uh neither jeff or molly died instantly it was determined that jeff died five to eight minutes after getting shot and molly died about 15 minutes after being stabbed so jeff was probably aware of what was going on and he just you know couldn't do anything to stop it was this Um, on the trail in pennsylvania yes so this was in the shelter that they were staying at Mm. and it was basically just like a wood shed you know for lack of a better term graffiti on the floors like wooden bunk beds, stuff like that, like nothing fancy. It's just something that, you know, hikers stayed in. So they both eventually died of blood loss due to their injuries. The couple um, was found the next day by two hikers, Cindy and Brian Bowen, uh, who were planning on staying in the shelter. I also saw that Cindy and Brian were kind of trying to catch up with uh, Jeffrey and Molly because they had seen their trail logs and this and that. They knew that they were, you know, pretty close behind them. So they were excited to 
catch up to him and celebrate Brian's birthday with, you know, another couple. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they had That's never they met. didn't know each other? Mm-mm. They just kind of knew each other from the reading, yeah, reading yeah. all their notes and stuff. So it was estimated that they had been dead 12 to 16 hours before being found. And the Bowens then hiked to Duncannon, which was the closest town, to report the crime. Police talked to uh, locals and other hikers on the trail and were able to get a sketch together of a man that was described pretty much just as not belonging on the trail. So like I said, it was like a very tight-knit group of people. They're all looking out for each other and they saw this man and they're like, he doesn't belong here. Like he doesn't look like a hiker. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's not hiking this with a purpose. Like we don't know who this man is. So um, eight days later on September 21st, hikers saw a man matching the sketch. He was wearing Jeffrey's boots and backpack, which... Of course, the hikers knew because they saw, you know, Jeffrey wearing that a few days before. They knew that that was his stuff. So those hikers reported that to the National Park Service and they apprehended the man who gave them the name David Casey Horn. But that was not his real name. His real name was Paul David Cruz. He was 38 years old and wanted for murder in Florida. So he was suspected of murdering Clemmy Jewel Arnold um, on July 3rd, 1986. So she was reported to have given Cruz a ride home from a bar. And four days later on July 7th, she was found naked near Cruz's makeshift home, which was right next to an alligator swamp. That was in 86? Yes. And this murder of Jeffrey and Molly was in 90. Okay. But he was on like Florida's most wanted list. So four years, he changed his name, fled Florida, ended up in Pennsylvania. Yes. And killed those other two people. Yes. So her home was, or she was found naked near uh, Cruz's home and her throat was slashed six times and she was nearly decapitated. So, um, uh, determined that Cruz pretty much, you know, he killed her and then stole her car and drove to North Carolina where his brothers gave him a ride and money and helped him escape. Solid. Yeah. Blood bond there. So police knew that it was him. You know, he was on the most wanted list, but by the time they found her body four days later, he was already like gone. Did the brother get in trouble? I don't know. They definitely should have gotten a, what, uh, aiding and abetting a accessory or something. something. So he pretty much just uh, hitchhiked around until he made it to the Appalachian Trail on September 11th of 1990. And that was two days later when he murdered Jeff and Molly. So he was arrested, as I said, and his trial began on May 15th of 1991. The prosecution had 158 pieces of evidence against him. So witnesses said that two days before the crime, they saw him buying a map of the Appalachian Trail. And witnesses also saw him traveling south after the murder and And they noticed he was wearing Jeff's hiking gear, including his backpack, boots, and his watch. So um, it was discovered that he had also left a few of his belongings at the crime scene, including two um, Marlboro red duffel bag looking things that people had seen him with before that. And then they were found at the scene. (laughs) This guy doesn't seem very smart. I don't see how he would have got away with the first murder. So just wait. So he was also found with a knife in his backpack, or I should say Jeffrey's backpack, um, that matched the same blood type as Molly. So this was back in the 90s. They couldn't definitively say like, yes, this is Molly's, but they can say like, it's, you know, type A, B, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is the same blood type. And that backpack was also a gun that ballistics matched to the bullets used to kill Jeffrey. And when he killed Clemmy, they found in her car, when they eventually found her car, his 
bloody clothes and a knife Claiming and her the murder in florida, in florida. Right. yeah so when they found her car they found his bloody clothes and a knife and like just i don't know so didn't even care if he got caught. Didn't even care. Also, his semen was positively identified on Molly's body as well. So a psychiatrist testified that he was under the influence of whiskey and cocaine and that he didn't know what he was doing. And when I read that, I thought it was kind of weird that a psychiatrist was testifying to that. I feel like, I don't know. Like, oh, he was just under the influence of drugs. Yeah, that's odd. Was he also under the influence of drugs and alcohol when he killed Clemmy? I don't know. But his ex-wife uh, rebuted that saying that he could, and I quote, drink two quarts of Georgia moonshine and still shoot pool straight. So she's like, doesn't matter what he's doing, what he's on. He knows what he's doing. Like, that's not an excuse. Um, how long have they been divorced? So I'm not sure how long they'd been divorced, but he did have, I believe, three ex-wives. And um, the first one obviously ended. The second one, apparently he climbed into bed one day and held a bayonet to her throat. So she just, just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Out. So they yeah. got a divorce. <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. So the jury only deliberated for 49 minutes. Some trials. Yeah. <laughs> Many trials you hear like their days. They can't decide. But yeah, less than an hour. They came back and he was found guilty of two counts of first degree murder. And he was sentenced to death. But that was later reduced to life in prison. In which state was the trial? Was it the Pennsylvania. Florida or Pennsylvania? Yeah. Um, I actually didn't really find anything on the Florida one, but I would assume that he was also probably extradited to Florida and charged with her murder too, considering they found his bloody clothes in her car and her body right next to his house. Yeah. So. So he's been in prison since 1990 or 91? 91. Yep. Yep. And that's the case of Jeffrey Hood and Molly LaRue. <laughs> if y'all want to support the podcast, if you could leave a review, comment, uh, subscribe, all the things. And stay tuned next week for another episode of Murder in the Mountains. Bye. Bye.